Welcome to Legit Bat, or back, depending on if it's, this is your first episode. We had Blaine from Critically Aroused podcast today. It's a kind of a film critic, but from real people, not these stupid Rotten Tomatoes people. Uh, we went into all kinds of stuff. Uh, subliminal messaging, pre-programming in movies, uh, broke down a couple uh, documentaries, movies, and... Second hour, we went into more of Mandela Effect, Simulation Theory. If you want that second hour, go over to patreon.com slash legitbatpodcast. Ooh. Yeah, you see how Ooh. I did that? Yeah. Putting them under the knife It's two there. separate like files, it. so why not? Uh, we do want to do some, I think I have my tabs up, some weird articles, because I like doing this at the beginning now. It's fun. So this yeah. is just bizarre. This this one's from mirror.co.uk, but it's a, about a famous, apparently famous video. Woman jokes she'll never visit restaurant again after mortifying moment. TikTok user Elizabeth left people in stitches after capturing... Oh, trying not to burp, sorry. <coughs> after capturing the awkward moment she had with a waiter at a restaurant. So this is what happened. A woman's embarrassing experience with a waiter at a restaurant has gone viral after the hilarious clip racked up nearly 9 million views. TikTok user Elizabeth was left mortified when she visited a restaurant with her friends only to mistake a waiter's attempt to reach for a candle as a hug. Sharing a clip to TikTok, she wrote, By far the most embarrassing moment of my life. In the video, Elizabeth added, Thinking about the time when I thought the waiter was giving me a hug for my birthday but who's just grabbing the candle. In the clip, the waiter can be seen cheering before leaning over to grab the candle before Elizabeth tries to hug him mid-lean. Okay, mortifying and by far the most embarrassing moment of my life. She has a boring life. I've hugged waiters on purpose. Why is that fucking embarrassing? I feel like nothing embarrassing has ever happened to her then. I, I don't know if this is like a troll or a joke, but... Wait, I have some really what? embarrassing moments. I've told some of them on this <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, there's, I could think of a hundred <laughs> things way more embarrassing. Yeah, I wish I would have mistaken a waiter reaching for a candle as a hug rather than shitting my pants. It's, that if that's the worst thing that's happened... Yeah, she's uh, lucky. Be thankful. You must be a boring white person. Well, okay. It doesn't matter what color she is. The next one. This is more funny if you look up the the fucking picture of it. Uh, But just imagine it. Uh, So this is about a wild sheep rescued in Australia, shorn shorn of 35 kilograms of fleece, roughly the weight of a 10-year-old child. So that's really the whole story is they found this sheep like out in the middle of nowhere and the picture, look at the picture. Seriously, Google it. It is. It looks like the Bob oh, Marley of sheep. Ben, look at this. That's Can you see it? a lot of hair. D- oh my it is God. fucking hilarious. I don't even know how this thing was standing up straight, but it looks, it looks like that. a Rastafarian sheep. Oh, <laughs> I think, I, I think how, I've seen that sheep in human form at Winco. I've seen them at music festivals. It said 35 kilograms, which is roughly the weight of a 10-year-old child. Wow. All, all just, that, that thing must have crazy child. muscles. What is the average weight of a 10-year-old child? In 35, America? 30, I don't know. 35 kilograms. I don't know what um, that is in pounds. I think it's like 
60 pounds or something? Not sure. That's Damn. a lot, though. Anyway, what's your, uh, what's your articles, Jen? So I was going to tell Ben that last week when you did the... You were like, Google Florida man. And I've told you that I've never been able to find a Florida man ever on yes. my birthday. So um, I was just looking up weird news, to be honest. And I found a Florida man. I stumbled onto this article published February 3rd, my birthday. Florida man with state tattooed on his forehead calls 911 for a ride home. <laughs> so the picture, it's the state of Florida is like right in his forehead, like right oh, in the middle of his God. forehead. And he called 911 for a ride home. The story is just pretty. True Florida man commitment right there. Yeah, he called. Uh, can you see it? No, bend it. Keep keep bending. <laughs> okay, I see said. it now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he just has the state of Florida, and he looks like he's from Florida. No offense, Florida. <laughs> Full but offense. That's. I don't think they. I don't think they take offense to that. From the fuck yeah. <laughs> so the one that I what found that I that I loved was from January. The title is Oscar Meyer hiring hot doggers to drive Wienermobile. <laughs> and then under it, it says <laughs> applications are being accepted for this dream job. Deadline is January 31st. Dream job. <laughs> have you, have dream you been looking job. for something that will stand out on your resume? Are you the kind of person who wants to work your buns off while meeting hot dog fans from across the country? Or maybe you just always dreamed of driving a weird car. This may be your lucky day. They call them hot doggers. Oscar Mayer's hiring a crew of hot doggers to drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I've driven so I've driven funny. weird cars my whole life. I don't need to drive a Wienermobile. Well, it looks like a lot of fun, to be honest. Look, they're playing on the same. They're wearing masks. That looks super fun. But it looks like they're all <laughs> having a good time hanging out on the Wienermobile. It's just I love that they call them hot doggers to drive the wienermobile it's uh, like so fucking hot cheesy. dogging is a different definition to me. how how could you I have that job that. and also retain any shred of dignity i don't i don't know uh see more wiener jokes it, some people are man there are people that stay i mean granted they're also the same kind of people that stay in their mom's basement until they're 49 Maybe. uh but hot they're like super happy with their delivery jobs yeah, yeah. i went to each their own I finally got enough money to buy that new WoW character. Oh, and my, God. oh my gosh. It's I, the best. I'm going to get so much virtual pushy from this. Dragons and wizards. Oh, I'm sorry. I just farted and it is awful right up in here. It's okay. You don't have to say it. Well, I can smell uh, that through the camera. <laughs> you might. Anyway, enjoy our chat with... Don't go on about the farts. Enjoy our chat with Blaine and... We have other stuff coming up. Finally, I scheduled some more stuff, so stay tuned. We're going to do a Hollow Earth episode with Ron from New England and Chaz of the Dead next week. Su Sunday is Charlie Robinson coming back. We're going to talk Deep State and George Soros and stuff like that. And there's a couple other things coming up, but just uh, if you subscribe, it'll notify you when we have a new episode. Have a great day. Yeah. We're here with Blaine no, from. Oh, let me start there. <laughs> You're good. Sorry. We're here with Blaine from Critically Aroused, and how did you uh, get involved in the podcast game? Basically, just go over what we just talked about before we recorded. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, me and some buddies, we just uh, we had been talking about doing a film podcast for years, and 
I, uh, I had actually been, and I didn't tell you guys this earlier, but there was a, um, I guess so. it was close to two year time span where I uh, owned and operated a small trucking company. So I can relate. I've heard you talk about how you're, you're in a vehicle all day and you just listen, you can listen like all the yep. time. Yep. And so I had logged an ungodly amount of podcast hours and I was like, man, I, I think I just want to do this. And, <laughs> and we had been talking about it for years and I kind of, it was like we were talking about earlier, it's just like with kids, it's hard, you know, and I, we've got two little ones and I was juggling a lot of stuff with my own company. I was finally like, it's time to pull the trigger. And I decided in 2020, I was going to do it. And it was the worst year hum humanly possible to start a film podcast when absolutely no movies are coming out. And so it was just like, uh, we shit the bed on impact. And, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, it's, it's one of those things like we've, we've been keeping it rolling and we've been doing it for a little over a year now and we love doing it. And, and it's, we're riding this line. It's really difficult because I didn't want to start a traditional film podcast. That's not what I wanted to do at all. And you know, I, with having all the time to listen to podcasts with doing that trucking company. And now I own a landscaping company and I'm, you know, I still have earbuds in all the time. I'm listening to podcasts and checking different people out. And, and within that, that industry, I guess you could say, as far as film critics go, and even I'm just a big nerd all the way around. It's like, I'm really into film, video games, uh, you name it. So basically <laughs> i know i've got a kindred spirit on here so <laughs> so but the thing was i'd be listening to these podcasts and i'm like all these people are unbearable assholes like they just they're so biased there's nobody that's moderate it's just like no. you're either an off the cliff freaking leftist commie or you're not doing anything you're either an alt-right Trump Nazi, uh, yes, and yes, yes. a legitimate one, or yes, you're yes. a vagina hat wearing progressive liberal. There's no <laughs> moderate independence anymore. No, no, there's really not. And and it's just, it's really absurd. And it was so, especially within this film industry, I'm like, I just want a different voice that's saying something different, anything different. And so me and my buddies, Matt and Chris, got to talking and we were just like, let's just let's go ahead and pull the trigger on this thing. And so we did. And we've been having a blast. It's just it, it was hard last year because we were having to dig up any kind of material to talk about because nothing yeah. was coming out. Well, there's and, a and of, there's quite a bit of entertainment with uh, Trump going on. It's kind of died oh off now. God. It's now it's just Biden saying dumb shit all the time. And that gets old. It's like, oh, what did oh he say God, today? Man. I believe it. So with your film company, yep. so where or your film podcast, what were you guys yeah. doing? Were you guys talking about just analyzing new movies or what was the general gist of the film podcast? Yeah, so we've kind of rode the line back and forth between how we handled this, but our biggest thing was that we wanted to skewer these film critics who just all are just these this herd of sheep that head in the same direction and they all think the same thing, they say the same things. And it was the whole point was to just be this kind of counterculture perspective on the film and to give just a different perspective. And so we <laughs> what we decided to do was we don't watch any movie trailers. We know little to nothing about the stuff we see. We just <laughs> see the big stuff that's coming out and we just come in and watch it with no idea what's going on. And and it just so I, I consider it we're unsullied, you know, we're just at Game of Thrones terminology, but you know, so <laughs> yeah. we come in completely un unsullied and we don't know anything that's going on. And it's been really fun. And 
honestly, after looking at all, what all the other critics say, everything that we say is usually substantially different. And quite often we've noticed that it's correlated to just them knowing too much or being too connected to the industry. Or having a bias before they go in, you know, what yes. they think it's going to be yeah. about, which is why I hate listening or watching trailers. She has to watch the trailers all I the was time. Like dying I'm like, no, I, they put the best like, parts of the, the movie in let's the trailer, read all the on and then all the the you know big moments you've already seen by the time it gets there drives me nuts. I do look up IMDb yeah. on movies though because they've been pretty spot on with their uh, ratings, their overall rating, the reviews. The reviews are hilarious. She reads those. But, uh, I love the oh, negative yeah. reviews about genuinely bad movies. Movies that have like a 3.7 on IMDb are usually written. The reviews are written extremely well, <laughs> grammatically correct by intelligent people who were sincerely disappointed and had to write about it. So it's like my favorite thing. They're great. Yeah, they've IMDb has been pretty on, on point when it comes to if it's an 8.0 or above, it's probably a good fucking show. Yeah, usually it is. And one of the big things we've learned with like IMDb is that's general public. So right. the, the big thing Rotten that, Tomatoes is like, you got it. Fuck them. Uh, fuck it's film critics. It's a dumpster like, fire, dude. Y- yeah, 100%. And so that's our whole thing. And if you look at our logo, it's literally like a, an old Converse, like stomping on a tomato. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, yeah, a little play on Rotten so Tomatoes. I, there. I do have a question with that coming into uh, a... I guess you could say a premiere right before a podcast where you guys are going to talk about it with absolutely no cock and balls to stand on. <laughs> yeah. um, what was your what was your initial? Because th- I'm still waiting for season two of it to come out. What was your original take since you're into video games as well uh, on The Witcher? Oh man, yeah, I uh, I totally dug The Witcher. Our whole crew did. I, I really liked it, and I I played Witcher three, beat the whole thing, played through yes. the expansions. Like Wild Hunt was day. awesome. Oh yeah, and that's how the whole our whole group of guys are. So uh, we all dug it, and I'm yeah. excited for season two. And I mean, the biggest thing is, it's like Henry Cavill's so in it, man. That yeah. dude just he's the he's a I, I guarantee the dude's a bigger nerd than either of us are. So did you watch the behind the scenes after after viewing it? A little bit of it, not a lot. Because they actually have a, uh, I don't know if it's, a, you know how like you go to Netflix and it says episodes one through eight and then it'll show you like trailers and sneak peek things that you can look at after that. There sure. was an entire separate making of The Witcher that they did where they interviewed cast members and stuff like that. And yeah, he's exactly, that's exactly what it is from from Man of Steel to uh, Geralt of Rivia. He was like, oh, he goes, there was nothing that I didn't want to do when I thought about playing this iconic character from a video game series almost 20 years long and also previously books from 30 years ago he 100% like read through the books he like he like watched the video games and watched the cutscenes and stuff to make sure that he could get as much of inflection and like the voice and like everything that he did for it I'm all see that's awesome I know that actors do research but you're literally yeah. instead of making a character your own a brand new character for a brand new movie, you are adapting a a 30-year-old legend to a bunch of very, very, very stickler nerds. You better do it right. And I felt like he I felt like he landed it perfectly. I'm yeah. kind of pissed because they were supposed to come out with the second season uh in January. And thank you, Rona, for <laughs> shoving all that aside. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It, Rona screwed everything up, including like that whole first year of our podcast. So I can totally relate. But, uh... <laughs> like I have no content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we made it work though. You know, we, we've covered some good stuff, some fun stuff, and it, it actually um, a little bit of a change of subject here with, with especially how you guys have with the podcast and everything. Did you guys see the hunt? No, no. I don't think so. I don't even think I've heard of it. Okay, so. The Hunt is a Blumhouse film that they did early on. It was like it was like our one little gift before everything just like took a shit on us. <laughs> and The Hunt came out. And granted, the the critics rail. If I remember right, they were pretty rough on it. Um, They're rough on all of but, those. We've seen almost all the Blumhouse movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, in my opinion, was my favorite Blumhouse movie. And essentially, it was about conspiracy theories. And Ooh. it was it was about them taking that guy right there. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I would highly suggest checking that one out. Um, and and we did a pretty long talk on it. It was our first kind of semi like politically charged thing that we did, and, and it was one of those things with being in the space where we it, for the first year I was kind of trying to be more careful, but yeah. now I'm kind of hitting that point where I'm just like, I don't give a shit, man. Like I, I'm, I'm totally over caring, like what's going to get me canceled at this point. So <laughs> yeah, we got, we kind of did the same thing where the first few episodes I was like critical of and trying to like, did I say anything that's going to give me hate mail? And now I'm like, bring on the hate mail. I'm ready. Send it to me. Yeah, man. That's right. That's right. And, and which, and also I, I've, I've been a little bit more careful because Chris, who's on the podcast, he, me and Matt are pretty close as far as how we think about things, but uh, it, it seems like with Chris, it's kind of how those danger, the dangerous world guys are, where they're they're not not polar opposites, but they're on other ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and 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 Chris, this whole past year has been us kind of slowly trying to red pill Chris so that the podcast gets easier. <laughs> so well, that uh, makes it fun, though, right? <clears throat> Having a different perspective. No, it is. It's good. It is good. And it helps with the movie stuff for sure, which that's kind of the deal with you, Ben, right? A little bit? Yeah, very much so. Uh, I walked in very much a cynic, very much uh, ground level. I uh, it, And part of it, I'll go back to what Joe had said, you know, earlier. And we've talked and you kind of mentioned, too, was that it didn't start out as a conspiracy show. It yeah. started out with uh, almost, well, fuck, almost two years ago now. Um coming on i think it was uh thanksgiving of 2019 was i believe we're right around the time that you first brought it up to me and joe um was the idea of drunken fire pit talks uh joe and i i know he calls me his little brother i weigh more than him now and i'm only four years away so he can go fuck <laughs> himself but um so uh now that we're in our 30s it don't matter um when joe and i are uh will have conversations that we refuse to have with a lot of other people um, just because growing up together, the way we think about things now, him and I have two very, very, very different thought patterns. As a matter of fact, me and Jen at the way that we approach things, me and Jen have a very, very similar thought pattern and, and trajectory, but Joe and I, what are you saying is being... I'm weird. What's that? I said, what you're saying is I'm weird. <laughs> no. And like, that's the thing is that Jen's witness too. like Joe and I will get on wavelengths where all of a sudden it's like, we can follow a conversation without any words for however, you know, however length of time, just because we both know exactly what each other is thinking. So it, it's definitely a different dynamic, but walking into it, it's funny because they're the ones that were very much into um, aliens and uh, allegedly psychedelics. 
and <laughs> uh, conspiracy theories and stuff. And I was very much like, you guys are fucking dumb. Like that was just, you know, those were my words. You're fucking stupid. So when we all started, it was supposed to be drunken fire pit talks. Well, shortly before we started, I quit drinking and I haven't drank since. And it was like, well, it's not going to be drunken fire pit talks like we've always done without a podcast, but we can still talk about things and, you know, go go down the rabbit trails with them and just kind of let the conversation go. It started out with just absolutely zero content other than maybe like, a, hey, I, I heard this today. Let's talk about this and see where the and half the time it would end up talking about dick and balls. Like, that's just how it, <laughs> how it worked. Or poop. And then, or poop, farts. Poop's or poop. been on there a lot lately. Yeah. 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 The poop's a big one. Uh, and then, uh, you know, as we started talking about things and specifically having guests on, that was, uh, that was probably the big thing for me was some of the guests that we've had on that are very, very established. They're very successful. They are very respected in their fields of work. Um, one of them being a very recent guest, Micah Dank, uh, was those started to blow my mind a little bit where now... I wouldn't necessarily say that I am red pilled to the point of believing any of the things that we've talked about, but what it has done is that it doesn't along with 2020 being 2020, it doesn't really matter who comes on the show anymore. I will entertain the content that they bring with the idea that it could be possible because at this point, I think anything could be possible. So even that for me is a big step in the right direction because anybody came up to me and, told me a year ago that astrology was all the bible was i would have been like you're fucking dumb and go away and i don't want to talk to you because you're stupid and then now i i start to hear these things and i'm like you know what i can actually see where that would be true i don't know if it is i don't know much but i i yeah it's it's a possibility so have you no, guys that's, covered that's any awesome. more any uh, more conspiracy stuff or is it just strictly movies? Because there's plenty of conspiracy content in movies if, you know, you get the pre-programming and that kind of thing. Oh. The one he just talked about seems like it was very conspiracy-ish and very uh, directed they to, add it to the list in a certain mindset, maybe? Yeah, well, so the interesting thing is we went in and I didn't have necessarily high hopes in the hunt. Like I was like, uh, this is probably because there have been some Blumhouse stuff that I've really not liked. Um, and if I remember For right, sure. Get Out was uh, Blumhouse, right? It may have been. I might be wrong about that. I think that, that one if was pretty is, good. I, 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 well, see, and so uh, me, as far as like predictive programming stuff, like Get Out <laughs> made my head freaking explode. Like I, I could... I could talk about Jordan Peele for days. What's Blumhouse? <laughs> it's, a it's a production, production. company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason Blum's okay. the guy that owns it. Yeah, okay. and Get Out was. You're right. They've been making yes. a ton yeah. of okay. a, a ton of stuff lately, and they're always they, they like fifty fifty. Like sometimes the story's good, but the production's like meh. Yeah. Well, so so with the hunt, basically the concept is that a group of mega rich lefty types take a whole bunch of conservatives. Cons conservative uh conspiracy theorists or i'll say conservative right leaning whatever however you want to look at it uh conspiracy theorists and they shove them all into a court quarantined off area basically and then they hunt them down oh damn yeah it's insane um 
<laughs> I couldn't believe they did it. I was like, holy shit. And I'm sitting there watching. My <laughs> mind's blown. I'm like, we're all looking at each other in the theater. I was like, this is not what I thought we were getting into. <laughs> I was like, how the hell are we going to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a rough yeah. conversation to have. Wow. That's oh, like yeah, what's yeah. happening now. That's crazy. Because that's so right. exactly what people think of that, though. Like the left people are probably like yes and the right people are like this is what we're talking about it's such a exactly. way of division you're outing yourself it, for sure and, and the interesting thing was i honestly thought it was going to be extremely biased uh and really just head in one direction because most things do and it didn't actually i was surprised it was pretty pretty centered as far as how they handled it they skewered both sides they shit on everybody oh yeah That's because the they know that people are going to see what they want to see and hate the same yeah. way. Exactly. But the problem was that it caught a whole bunch of flack because basically it wasn't a hundred percent leftist. Most of the conservative type people <laughs> That's were what just happens. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But they were like, oh, cancel this movie. It's it's garbage. Cause yeah. you no know, way. It, cancel it, something because you don't they like control it. Everything. And I'm not even that I, I'm not like against stupid. left. I'm not like pro right, woo, but I'm very in the middle. But the left no, controls sure. all of the media. Speaking the, of Go everything ahead. they could i was just they yeah no it's, it's it is everything at this point <laughs> no, no, it's, it's right. our colleges it's uh the government i mean just just the whole way down uh, academia is a big one Go, what'd you say john sorry i, I oh i just on. said i said academia is a big one for leftists yeah oh uh, i'm sure that you guys all heard about the whole canceling of Pepe Le Pew, right yeah we were just talking yes. about that earlier yeah yeah we were so i saw this amazing meme uh it's, it's probably said, the uh, one i read to jen <laughs> It, it might be, yeah. Uh, it said, uh, Pepe Le Pew got canceled uh, for chasing around and trying to force a woman to kiss him for 75 years. Bro, why are you guys upset that he's trying to kiss the same woman for 75 years? Half y'all can't <laughs> even kiss the same woman for 75 seconds. Oh, that was no. All. Uh, no, the one Bear. I saw, the one I saw said, "Thank God my kids are safe now. Now my son can go back to playing Grand Theft Auto, where he just set a hooker on fire because he didn't want to pay her." <laughs> For sure, yeah, that that's the same one I saw too. Yeah, <laughs> or that, or the one that they were talking about with Seuss, where it's like, "Yes, now I can play uh, WAP by Cardi B before my kid goes to bed, and not that evil Green Eggs and Ham." Yeah. <laughs> exactly it's just like it, 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 oh god it th this stuff like it, it just it sticks in my craw so bad yeah like, it, it really does and that's that's part of the reason why i really wanted to do this is because of these podcasts that i've been listening to and they just kept shitting on the same stuff and they were saying things that i was like oh my god you're sitting here calling everybody racist and you were saying the most racist shit i have ever yep. heard in my life and i'm from the fucking the south <laughs> like that's fair <laughs> right like well it, oh god it just it, it blows my mind like yeah i see you rubbing i see you rubbing that vein about to explode yeah. out oh, here man, I'm <laughs> having you, an aneurysm trying to know, lower the I blood pressure it, I, yeah, I hate the media shit comment, too yeah. like all the yeah, media everything i love reading the clickbait every day on yahoo news or something like <laughs> not to take it to heart i say this all the time i just read it because i'm like what fucking dumbass is looking at this and they're like yep it's great show content like Right? Jen, I love that you go on rabbit trail clickbaits to shitty news articles. I, I really love do. it because I can picture, I can see what the person looks like in my head who's mm -hmm. like, mm-hmm. 
That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no, you didn't. It's like... I'm going to say that. I'm going to say 75% of the country, at least. <laughs> We're doomed. So what oh, else okay. have you... Uh, you here. What else have you noticed in your... I mean, I'm assuming you've watched tons of movies now since you do a podcast sure. about it. So what, uh, <laughs> what show or movie was the most, like, in-your-face blatant propaganda... Oh my God! Oh, that's besides quite the hunt, a qu- yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a that's a question. Uh, yeah, it was a wild one. No, man, really, like where propaganda is breeding right now is in basic television. So, like, Ooh, not it's... even. I mean, it's oh, that was nice. Yeah, eight point oh. So it, it, it's it's just in uh in regular television, like you're talking like your regular like CBS, ABC, NBC, and I've started getting messages from people that listen and they're just like, oh my God, are you watching regular TV anymore? I'm like, no, nah, not really. Nah. Like, and, and I've checked out a few things and it's like, uh, we're talking like, it's offensively pandering yes. where it's like, I, mm-hmm. I, I was watching um, a show recently. I just checked in on it. It's called Superstore. It's just like this little 20 minute comedy. We watched like maybe style. two episodes and we're like, yep. nah. Same. Yeah, that was yeah. a while ago, though. It was pre-COVID that we watched that show. Yeah. Yeah. So this season's been really weird. Everybody's wearing masks on the show because they're in a store. Like, they oh, did Jesus. it all. They filmed it all through COVID. <laughs> yep. But it was like, there's there was like a whole episode based on, like, microaggressions and just every every popular term that you can think of. Like, it was all that stuff. It was It was the BLM messaging. It was all of it. And I was just like oh my god like and i mean and people are watching this stuff and a lot of people don't notice or see it you know no they, it's all subliminal like, yeah oh, they whatever. already feel that way so it goes unnoticed so, uh shameless exactly. did that a little Dude, bit. I, I don't know if you watch just shameless. gonna say that that really so, disappointed me well okay so i will say i like <laughs> I the way they handled done. some of it because they took some of it and made it funny they really yeah. did like they took some of it sure. and actually legit made fun of it and made it okay but they still said things like mask up and yeah yeah God, I, it was still pretty blatant like too. covid type shit but they, they did make some yeah. of it funny but the thing that stuck out to me did you watch the new shameless uh season yet i have not seen the new one my wife watched okay. it but i just there were so many i was like i'm overwhelmed well yeah. it's not stuff not really a spoiler because uh frank on the yeah. show is a piece of shit obviously but sure. they make him like he's always been the piece of shit and he's always the one that doesn't have a mask on and just, you know, the drunk oh, slob that doesn't want to wear a mask and he's like not being socially distant. That's what stuck out to me. There's other stuff too. But. Yeah, because he's an unlovable character on purpose, he was shit on, which he already is shit on though. I do feel like they did kind <laughs> of make it a little bit like shitty people who have to deal with what we have to deal with. Because there are times, like I went to Costco today and I put on my fucking mask. I was like irritated about it and I went in the store, but I still did it. Because I have to, and you can't go into Costco if you don't. And that's kind of what this season was to me, a little bit. They kind of made it like, okay, this isn't that great. But they didn't say that out loud. They just kind of showed them dealing with it. I felt like they dialed it a lot farther back than they could have. They could have gone balls to the wall with the mask shit. Yeah, they could have gone way farther. Like It sounds like with Superstore was going pretty crazy on it. Oh, it was it was painful. Like I I legitimately couldn't finish. I turned it off. I was like, I don't know if I'm ever coming back. Like this is just too much. I can't. And, and the thing is, it is like we we're talking about with people not noticing it. Is this stuff's permeating everything? Yes. And and that was the whole thing with where I'm especially wanting to shift things more. That Chris has gotten comfortable with how we're handling the podcast. Before it was kind of like I was a little worried because 
he just never wants to offend anybody. And <laughs> so he's just, he's very careful about it. And so, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, all right, look, this is where we're at. So, it, but the thing Let is, it's rip. like, yeah, right. But, but the thing is, it's like con consciousness is changing right now. I think it really is. I it think is. between, between this election and between COVID, it's like this whole past year. And pedophiles. Really, God almighty. And yeah, and don't even get me started with this whole industry and everything, but it's like, you know, consciousness is riding, uh, rising. And so what we've got is a situation where culture is downstream from politics and from everything. Right. Right. And, and so what we need to start doing is people like us need to be doing what we're doing. We need to be talking about things that people like us that aren't afraid to have these conversations, you know, we need to be having these conversations that a lot of other people are afraid to have. Like I, part of the reason I haven't been on any other podcasts or near any other of them in this genre, uh, as far as, you know, the film sect is because nobody would have the guts to talk to us with the stuff that I have to say. Right. And, and, you know, they'd be too afraid of hurting themselves within the industry. And, and that's the thing is until people start stepping up and saying things that other people are afraid to do or say, you know, look, you can cancel me, like kiss my ass. I really don't care. Yeah. Like nothing's going to change. And no, absolutely. And, 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 and I think the problem is that up till this point, we have, we've just been having the conversations behind closed doors. You know, it's like, oh, this is, this is garbage. You know, can you believe this? Did you see that? But nobody was really making a push to change it. And yeah. now we're sitting here and there's a hostile takeover in everything. And we're sitting here with our, you know, sitting on our thumbs being like, oh God, what do we do now? You know? I know. It even seems right. like uh, even just talking about it is kind of preaching to the choir anyway, because anybody who's listening For to sure. this, we're not, you know, waking anybody up or whatever. It's, For sure. But it is kind yeah. of a, a strength in numbers type of thing, too. But we, we do get irritated that that's all we can do, basically, is talk about it. Like, there's not, yeah. a, there's not a whole lot of other things you can do. I mean, I can protest the mask all I want. Like, at work, we're supposed to wear it. I've mentioned it before. My boss listens, so... Uh, but he, he knows. He's, he's on my side with that. But, uh, yeah, just besides, like, not wearing a mask. Or, like, what do we revolt? Yeah. No, because look what they turned January no. 6th into. You don't want to do – you got to steer clear of that, too. So it's like they got us by the balls, and we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to pull them off. I, for sure. pull them more I off. A, I do have a few for you. I don't know if you guys – I'm pretty sure, Joe and Jen, that you guys didn't didn't watch them. Maybe you did. Um, so, obviously, back in the 90s, the show Will and Grace, right? So even if you've never actually like seen it or watched all of it or whatever, everybody's familiar with that title because it was a 90s sitcom. It's Deborah um, messing it you was, gay. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, one of the first ones where back in the 90s, when people were still calling each other faggots, um, <laughs> you had this idea of of gay people that were on front line and it being something they were unashamed of and this, that and the other. So. Uh, me and Kate have watched literally every season of the original show. When they brought it back, we were so effing excited. Well, they released it in, 2000, in summer of 2017, six months after Trump took office. Uh, we were so disappointed by the pilot episode. Again, one of those 20-minute sitcoms. We were so disappointed with the 20-minute 20, 20 uh, pilot we never watched anything after that. I immediately went on IMDb, like Jen was talking about, and looked at the actual uh, reviews for it. It had one of the lowest ratings I have ever seen, and everybody said the same exact thing. We understand that a lot of people don't like Trump. We yeah. understand that a lot of people are calling him um, intolerant and a LGBTQ plus XYZ hater and all of these things. 
the entire episode was a political statement about being gay or lesbian versus Trump and his, his administration, including but not limited to uh, Grace's character getting a job at the White House doing a decoration thing for one of the rooms and Will asking, or sorry, Jack asking him or asking her, uh, you know, why did you agree to be employed by somebody who hates gays and lesbians? Like that was part of it <laughs> in the show. And so we end up watching 20 minutes of it and we're like, no, we're not like, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's all a political statement. Well, this last year, um, after everything happened between COVID and George Floyd and the following incidents with BLM, one of our favorite shows that we had watched was called This Is Us. It yeah. was a phenomenal show, um, in my opinion. We watched, I, I think, it was eight, we're up to like four or five seasons. What's that? I said, I thought it was boring. We watched a few episodes of it. And it was just kind of like, Whatever. Where's so where's the all. aliens? <laughs> I thought that I thought that they I thought that they hit home on a reality standpoint. They jumped back and forth between the timeline. They painted this really cool picture, and we really enjoyed it. The pilot episode again for that last season was a two two part pilot. It was an hour and hour and a half, and uh, the whole thing was about um, Randall's character, the the adopted black child in the family from a from the seventies basically saying i can no longer see my therapist because she's white um, everybody <laughs> no having their masks ups and not doing the family gathering because of covid they implemented all of this stuff because his idea is he was in a position of politics and what would that look like with what happened with george floyd because this was all like current events that they put in the show it's supposed to be a very uh reality based fictional story and they put all of this stuff in there. And by the time we were done with the pilot, like both of us were like, is this where the show is going? Because if this is where it's going and this is how they're going to film the rest of the show, I don't really care to watch any of it anymore. It seems like a <sighs> lot of shows jumped on that bandwagon. Well, they 100%. have to because they're going to get canceled if they don't. Like, I wonder who's above them. Uh, who's overly saying, like, overly this is, virtue signaling. Yeah, it's gross. Like, this yes. is the statement we want you to make. And if you make anything opposing, like the store show whatever what yeah yeah what super the, story yeah yeah well, yeah it's like, it's what almost else like could they like, have done yeah for sure well and it's painful because it's just like how do these people yes. not feel pandered to for sure yeah. Like, oh yeah like when, when are you not offended like i would be so offended by this <laughs> it's like it's like they're standing there and they like the show starts and they like hold their hands over and they're like here we're presenting you with our gay character do you see and guess what they're <laughs> yes back. like do you see both of these things <laughs> yeah like, no it's Ooh. super lame and we actually joe and i will we watch a lot of tv at night in a short amount of time we watch a lot of tv but <laughs> we have to say it out Apparently. loud to each other i feel like we're like okay do you see what's happening here? We just watched. Uh, do you ever watch the show American Gods? Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I, you seen uh, the most recent up. episode? Dude. Okay. Oh my so god. So that's I. I actually stopped for a minute and I said we we had been smoking a little bit of weed. So I was like, <laughs> is this as long? Is this scene as long as I think it is? Or and I was like, hey babe, are we watching American Gods? I just wanted to check and make sure we're yeah. still watching this fucking amazing show that has now yeah. brought me to a great sea of disappointment. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it yep. was it was it was offensive <laughs> with the level <laughs> of which they're just like, we're just gonna go all in. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, all in. Yeah, 
Yes. Also trying to do this pander, and instead what it does, it ends up offending the majority of people who watch the show. I don't watch a show to be reminded about reality and this crazy sure. fucking country that we live in now. No, I watch a show uh, to escape reality yeah. because I, I literally I'm said something like it. that the other day, but that's why I like sci-fi yeah. and stuff so much is because, I mean, even though a lot of that's kind of coming true too, or <laughs> probably already is true on some of it, but the sci- sci-fi or anything like that is just... It's not real life as far as we know, at least. So right. I, I don't want to watch yeah. these like political, politically charged shows. It drives me nuts. The the American Gods episode, that's such a brilliant show the whole way through. I've loved every yeah. single episode. And this last one was just like, not only is that totally gratuitous and unnecessary, but you're just putting your big pandering fucking uh, so, virtue signaling dick up in the air for everybody to see and <laughs> waving it around literally. in our face. Literally, yeah. all yeah. the dicks and badges. Yeah. No pun intended. They were just yeah. flopping them. They're like, listen, we're going to rub this across your face and you're going to enjoy every inch of it. Mushroom right. stamp you. And it wasn't you. reality, though. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen. Like, who does that? They were like, orgy, and it's totally fine. We do this and, all and the just- time here. That episode was just dog shit, though, and not just because of that scene. It was just it was all centered around that, and then it like ended, and we're like, "What the fuck? We just watched." It was centered around like loss. Like they talked about letting things go, too. They had to like let things go and be sad, and like just kind of saying that like Sweeney's not going to come back, the Jin's not going to come back, and they had to both deal with it. And then there's a fucking orgy. I was like, (laughs) "Dude, this episode sucks. I hate this one." Yeah. Yeah. And now, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I was, I was just gonna say, just, just sitting there. I was just like, man, if somebody walks in while I'm watching this, it's gonna be real weird. <laughs> like, I was like closing our windows. I'm like, Jesus Christ, our, yeah. our windows face the street and our neighbors. I'm like, no, we can't let anyone know we're watching porn. this shit. Look. My dick is in my We dick. don't even like this. The, we're not watching it because we like this. We do have glass on our door, though, so if we had a door dasher come up, he's probably like, okay, not going here. I'm going to leave yeah. now. We're going to leave this at your door, even though you requested us to hand it He's to like, you. trust me, this had nothing to do with Rona. It has to do with that shit playing on your TV. Here's your shit. Right. On your huge uh, ass TV. <laughs> yeah, right. my, my thing is, is you know that the, you know that this next year... It's all going to be vaccines coming out in the movies. It's going to be all about oh. pushing that narrative that if you can't... And they're going to do things like they're going to take the the hillbilly rednecks that are playing that character in the film. And those are going to be the characters that are going to be like, get no vaccine. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what the they're going to end up portraying yeah. them constantly. Like is that anybody who wields a gun, anybody who's pro cop is also the people that will not be getting the vaccines in movies. That's how they're okay. going to be portraying them. Yeah, if you're not and getting a vaccine... they're going to die first. Those people are going to die. Absolutely. If you're not getting a vaccine, you're, you're, you're racist and anti-BLM. good about it. Right. So I, I actually just, you guys bringing up all that reminded me, did you guys see Lovecraft Country? No. No. Oh, geez. Okay. No so this I, is another I, I got to add these to the sure list. Hang on. To, to, to Jordan Peele. But uh-huh. basically this was like right in the heightened, um, all the BLM stuff. And, you know, we've been watching the super incline lately, just out of control of heading towards just anything racially charged. The more charged it can get, the more they're going to put in it. Well, in that show, I kid you not, every single, there aren't a lot of white people in the show. Every single white person is a villain in that show. They are the most (laughs) evil, psychotic assholes. They're all Nazis or you name it. And I'm just like, oh my God, like what is happening? Like, this is a good story. And then you're shoving in all this commentary that's just unnecessary and it's honestly like i mean like i said like i am from the south and it's like i know a, 
my whole family has been in North Carolina my entire life, different parts of it. But I mean, I was even talking to my folks about some of it and they're like, that is just, I, I'm sure to some bit in pockets, there's some truth to this, but that level of hyper racism, it's not like, like they act like any direction you throw a stone, you're just going to hit like a freaking clan member. And it's just <laughs> like, no, not even in the thickest of the South. Is that going to happen? Did you well, say I that was a good? What was that? Oh, I was going to say, I love how they paint the picture as though they're trying to promote tolerance and unbiased racism, when instead they're doing the exact same thing to the people that they consider not capable of being racist towards. So yeah. because you're white, first of all, if you're white, you don't have an ethnicity. Mm -hmm. All you have is a nationality, which is yeah. poppycock. Um, and you're and probably a terrorist. That, what they're doing is they're literally turning the tables to say, as long as you are white, you can't be racist towards you. That's not a thing. And they make every single white person out to be a villain where these young kids that see it in the in the movies and the shows, they go out and they see a white person. And now they think that's the bad guy because that is what they're watching on TV. That is what exactly. they're being taught. Joe and I were raised in Reading. There weren't a lot of black people. But we were raised right. It was, it, it, we were raised that it didn't matter. It didn't matter yeah. at all. As a matter of fact, yeah, it just didn't matter. There was there was no like promoting it as like a super good thing that somebody was a certain. But there also wasn't any bad things with it. When when we moved to Jacksonville, it was the first time that I saw racism alive and well, and mm -hmm. it was all over the place. And I, I really? it blew my mind. I didn't know that that was even a thing that people did. And uh, other than like the really really hardcore freaks and kkk members and things like that i never saw that but now they're just all they're doing is per, they're perpetuating that yeah and trying as hard as they can to throw it on the other side and i'm like that's not going to end well for anybody it doesn't matter what side you're on did, no, did you say that need that to keep it rolling did you say that show was a, a jordan peele show that last time you were talking about i think about? he i think he's attached to it i don't think he directed it or anything but i think he's a producer on it it's interesting you right. bring that up though too because i loved key and peel i thought they were awesome i i've watched yeah. it all the time but uh i did notice that with his uh rendition of the twilight zone the first mm -hmm. uh, there were several oh, episodes yeah. that were super politically charged like or if it was oh, yeah. feminism or racism uh, yeah like all mm -hmm. of those a lot of it or, was feminism, or like some me annoying. too shit there's i think there's some me too shit thrown in there too and i'm just like yeah. this is come on man this yeah. is the twilight zone this is not <laughs> oh, supposed to be political jesus christ the well, point is shit it, that's not real <laughs> yeah well i guess enough people spoke it just got canceled so oh i believe yeah, it I, the second I, it, it honestly it made me laugh the oh, first season goody. was there were a couple episodes that were kind of okay because of some sort of comedy in some of the episodes but most of it fucking sucked i think i have been of the opinion for years that he's a full-blown like deep state asset within hollywood i'm pretty I sure i'd be surprised at he wouldn't be uh, alone <laughs> yeah 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 i i really think he is everything now that he does is hyperly racially charged when he did get out that was like the start and everything he's touched since then is only to do with race he even came out and literally said he wasn't going to do anything else starring white people was just like nope not going to do it like that's crazy because like, key and peel they made fun of black people and white people like evenly yeah. like that show was awesome he's, he's mixed and married to a white woman i'm pretty sure <laughs> he is yeah <laughs> He's definitely like married to a white woman, for sure. Well, He's married to the so super funny secretary him? in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, really? Um, well, so he did you guys see uh, he when he did the deep fake of Obama? Uh, it, it was like a... 
I'm pretty sure it was like government funded or something. And he literally. No, he did a real deep fake. Was it on Key and Peele or? Oh, no, 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 no. It was completely intentional and they released it. And it was like a video of Obama talking, sounded exactly like him, looked just like him. And then they're like, and it faded and they're like, oh, and by the way, this is Jordan Peele. And this is how real deep fakes are. So you need to make sure that you look out for deep fakes. And it was like Obama was like part of it. Like it was a whole thing. And I'm just like. Oh my God, like this, we're freaking really living in the twilight zone. Like, Some free programming <laughs> going on there. Like, uh, yeah, it was just like, and deep fakes just have me terrified. I'm just like waiting for the day, man. They're just using it to frame people left and right. I'm just surprised they haven't been using deep fakes for Biden because, I mean, they I could make they him sound oh, a lot. They probably do, but for helpful reasons. But I think they probably maybe do they just use it for to Trump f- for bad reasons. Maybe they just use it to fix the dumb things he says. It could be way worse. They just have to go back yeah. in and fix it. You know? Yeah, they just you're, are, right. they're going to use it to keep their narrative going. What whoever they want to suck is going to suck. Whoever they want to be awesome is going to be fucking awesome. And that's just yeah. how it is. Everyone buys that, into it. I think that partly is what is what scares me about today's world. Is on top of the actual. Um, social and moral agendas that they push it's the inability to catch anybody actually doing what they are doing to fuck with our heads like our technology is at such a point now where you can literally change and skewer if somebody fucks up uh talking into a mic or anything like that they can literally change that prior to its release and make it seem like it never happened and people fucking believe it Oh, yeah. They do it. They yeah, do it on like, comedy specials all the time. There's a name for it. I can't. I can't remember what it's called. It's where they go in and like, if he said the joke wrong, they'll go in and like change it post production so that it sounds better for the special. Wow. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's we're we're getting dangerously close to that point where there there's no way to tell what's real and what's no, not. I think we're um, there. Yeah, yeah, I think we are too. And actually, speaking of things being real and not. Joe and I were talking. Uh, I was going to bring up um, the a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, documentary. we have to watch that. Yeah, dude, that's definitely yeah, something I, I think that. is real. I don't think we're. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we were yeah. created or what, but I don't I, think we're some special little thing. <laughs> have Have y'all talked about um, about simulation theory on the podcast? Uh, a couple oh, yeah. times, yeah. Maybe on the okay. podcast, but definitely in real life for sure, extensively. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's uh, my, my wife is like convinced. She's like, oh, yeah, this is totally a simulation, you know, so on and so forth. And it's like, I, I don't know I, where I sit with it. I'm like, I, I, I don't think that it's one of those things where, you know, it's a computer program or it's literally like the Matrix. I think that there's some simulation related things to it. But y- that's about y- where I stand on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're in a computer. Like, I don't think we're in a computer either, but I think there's something weird about our existence. I, I think it's much more complicated oh, yeah. and complex than that. Where Absolutely. it's, I think things are controlling us in a certain way at some point. And I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it's because we're in a computer or whatever, but there's something outside of us that we can't see that can control a little bit. That's why I, I like guess. the idea of the uh, holographic universe, almost like we're, we're in a massive uh, holodeck, you know. Uh, <laughs> and rule. if you were born <laughs> into a holodeck like Star Trek, if you were born yeah, into you that, know? you would never know unless you were no pulled out of it. So, yeah. 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 Well, and so with the glitch in the matrix it's super interesting you guys definitely need to check it out uh but but it uh, it covers the whole spectrum of simulation theory and actually brings in a bunch of people that 
full blown are on board, think they're in a simulation, they go through it all. And the way that they do it, actually, they hide the identities of a lot of the people that they interview, I guess, just to maybe protect them. And they're like these weird robotic, like computerized versions of themselves. Yeah. So you don't know what they look like. And it, it was pretty rad. But I there's some stuff that I really want to talk about, but it, it's breaching into, weirdly enough for a documentary, it's breaching into spoiler territory about something that they did with it. But I feel like maybe there was an ulterior motive with the documentary. I mean, if you want to speak about it on here, I'm, I'm fine. I don't know about you guys. I'm fine with the spoilers, just even though I haven't seen it. But that's yeah, if anybody that's, that's wants, to, wants to see it and hasn't yet, just skip forward. Yeah, yeah we're just gonna give, watch it give like a, a for sure. I, I won't I won't go too long into it, but essentially my my thought process after seeing it. So you're hearing this one interview throughout from this one individual and you don't know who it is. And eventually you find out that it is th this killer that basically they called him like the Matrix killer or something along those lines. And it's this guy that was hyper infatu infatuated with the Matrix and loved it and basically was just like, I'm in a simulation. I'm going to murder my parents and went downstairs and shot them both with a shotgun like in the face. Oh, like, shit. Both. He's like the spawn. Documentary. Oh. He talks in it. He does interviews. Yeah. And so it was this thing for me, it was like a freaking wet blanket thrown on top of me. Cause I'm like all into it. I'm like, hell yeah. And then I'm like, Oh man, this motherfucker murdered his parents. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like, it was just really strange. But so I started thinking about it more and it's like, it's clear that the guy that made the documentary was really into simulation theory. He, he really dug it. And it seemed like he was, uh, I mean, just with the way that the, all the other portions of the documentary were crafted. But then it gets to this point where it ends more or less with giving you this story about, well, you see, if you believe in simulation theory, you won't care about your life anymore and you'll murder everyone. Ah. Uh. So that's and funny. She, when you first brought it up and I told her about it, she was like, how, how, did the, how does this stuff make it through like the sensors? Yeah. And I, I didn't think about <laughs> right. it then, but I was like, oh. It's because whenever they put out something like this, especially that's why I'm kind of wary of UFO documentaries. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. if this yeah. got <laughs> this got real. into <laughs> Netflix or something, there's a reason that one got in there. It's either going to make it Absolutely. look stupid or way too like wacky. Or, yeah. Yes, we saw that one too. And we watched uh, it, loved it at first. Like the first 10, 15, the 20 minutes. And then it was just like, oh, you're doing that shit? Okay, fuck you. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. It was so good until it wasn't. But yeah, same with every UFO documentary. It's like littered with like disinformation. Or people and that just sound so the crazy. The fact that, that you can get something out that's about simulation theory, I'm like, it's probably entertaining, but I'm going to be annoyed by it. The, that's the thing is that it, they're smart to, to, for doing that because what they yeah. do is they take, all right, this uh, conspiracy theory that isn't so much a conspiracy theory is starting to catch on to the general public now. We need to put out that flame. So yeah. we're actually going to talk about the conspiracy theory and we're going to tweak it at the end and make everybody try to shift how and why they are thinking about this conspiracy theory. It's very smart uh, ploy on their part, oh, yeah. but it sucks because like Joe said, if you see that title on Netflix, Disney, Amazon, yada, 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 Apple, like, you know that it's not going to end well or the way that you hope it will right. in the idea of a documentary looking for the truth. It's never going to be that. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it really hardly is. And it, it's one of those things, what you said, it almost sounds like another big conspiracy theory that people have been talking no about way. lately. That was yeah. a certain letter and like everybody got on board with everything. And then it was yeah. like, oh, all these things are true, but wait, it's like nothing. So yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah exactly. Or like, like Ricky Gervais calling out all the stars at Golden Globes and shit. Yeah. Like I, it's funny because he did it in a way that made so many people go, that's exactly what we think about Hollywood actors and actresses. But it, because he's a comedian, that's, that is the disclaimer prior to him making those jokes. It's all just jokes. Yeah. But to so many of the population, it's like, no, it's not. No, he's yeah. hitting the nail on the head. Ricky Gervais is awesome. I can't awesome. tell. He yeah. is exactly like, I think he used the platform of being a comedian to have free liberty of saying exactly what the truth was, but with the caveat that, you know, I'm a comedian, they're just jokes. Exactly. I, I've never seen um, uh, Tom Hanks look so shocked. Uncomfortable. He's all, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Because well, last <laughs> week was the one year anniversary. So we talked about it last week on the podcast. Sure, nice. sure. But yeah, it's got to hate the award shows and stuff. It's just like this big yes. freaking circle jerk. It's, Hollywood press. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, it's so wild Like with, with these documentaries. It's why I don't even watch a whole lot of them quite often. Now, granted, I, I really liked this thing. But it's just I'm always going into it going, what message are they going to give to me? Exactly. And then yank exactly. the rug out from under my feet. And the thing is, it's like we're the type of people who are going to see this. But, uh, you know, see the flaws. See what they're programming us. Sure. But a lot of people won't. Well, and they'll call you crazy if you right. point, point it out to somebody who's yeah. not in this uh, genre, I guess we could call it. Um, you point it out to yeah. somebody and they're like, what? That's not what they're saying. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh I, can't, uh, I don't have the it's, time to explain They're too far gone. You this. have to go with baby steps. And they're like, <laughs> oh, oh I, I don't have time for all the baby steps. You're Sorry. Uh, it, yeah, that's it, that's where we're where we've been at with Chris, who's on the podcast. Is like it, it, it's just I'll bring up some stuff, and he's just looking at me like, "No, nah, man, no, nah, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about." But it's like now, like <laughs> finally, a year later, he's like, he's like, "Okay, okay, well, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like that might have some validity to it." So nice. right, yeah, we're getting there slowly but that's surely. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to plant plant the uh, plant the seed, and then let everybody else water it as they go. Because even one right. little thing you say about something that catches their their attention. They'll start seeing it everywhere and then be like, there is a weird thread going on with this shit. You know, even if they've never noticed before, if you've never yeah. noticed the blatant propaganda of BLM and all that stuff that happened last year. Yeah. A lot more people do now, that's for sure. They noticed yeah, that God they almighty. laced BLM with saying, if you're against it, you're fucking racist, which is not a good thing to be, especially <laughs> oh, if you're white. So we can't even say all that's lives exactly matter. exactly why we they did it. We have to say oh, black lives matter. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So they yeah. force it on you. So we can talk they about do. it. It's just going to take a long time to chip away at people because they don't they want to be all the things that they're trying to make people be if they go against anything that they're trying to do. They put yeah. everybody in the position of doing nothing being a statement like so many people that I know who have never been racist and they didn't want anything to do with the politics behind any of this garbage. If they do nothing because they aren't stepping up to support BLM doing nothing is now making you a racist because why the hell wouldn't you support yeah. BLM? So they right. put everybody in a position, everybody yeah. that if you don't support or if you do nothing, you are now a part of the problem and they drew a hard line if you're either one of one or the other like it, 
and that's where that's where virtue virtue signaling comes in is because you get these people that are like i don't want to be lumped in as a racist so they will fly a blm flag on their front yard somebody on my route literally has a blm flag hanging from their roof right next to a rainbow (laughs) american flag and i'm just like you you don't have to do that dude like i don't even know who lives there but i'm like you don't have to do that it's the same thing that we've talked about, and it was mentioned earlier on the show. Is it's it's the idea that, um, you know, there's a big difference between coming up in conversation that uh, you're you're gay or you're transgender, or this, that, and the other, and it being like, oh, okay, like that's that's cool, that's awesome, happy for you. Like there's, there's fill whatever holes you that. want. Yeah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> fuck a dog. I don't give a shit. But like, might be illegal. It's the idea that it gets pushed on you that somebody is gay or transgender or they're this, that, or the other, whatever it is in every, any sect of life. They push it on you to the point that if you don't immediately go like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so happy for you. I feel the same way. I, you know, you, I, I'll pander to anything that you want." It makes you against it. And my thing is that I'm like, be whatever you want. There's literally a organized religion about a flying spaghetti monster. They're yeah. allowed to wear strainers on their head anywhere because it is a part of their religious practice. Guess what? I am happy for those people. They want to go do that. I, could, I, I don't care. But One my of the thing is, is that I should. Coolest trolls. I <laughs> yeah, I should not. Yeah, exactly. Religious trolls. That's exactly what they are. Uh, is, my thing is, uh, you don't need to bring it into my face. Any more than I'm going to bring what I believe into your face and say, what do you think of that? And if you don't think the right thing about that, get wrecked. Well, I would think about it the same way as if somebody came up and was really in my face about how much they loved feet. There's people like that, first of all. But if somebody came up to me and was like, yeah, dude, really into feet. Um, Been a feet guy my whole life. I'd look at him the same way. I'm like, (laughs) good. Bye. Like, I don't care. Go do that somewhere else. Not around me. That's cool. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Again, yeah. do what you're going to do in your own bedroom. You want to jerk off to a pair of Converse? Go for it. I don't care. But just, again, <laughs> gotta that's be people bedroom that do practice. That. Everyone just wants exactly. to be identified, though. They want to be vegan or they, they want to be gay or they want they to be love whatever. Labels, they want that man. identification. That's their only way. Yeah. Of that is the survival. nail on the head. It's why they just created Super Straight. Have you guys heard about yep. Super Straight? Um, yeah. I haven't. It's, it's another so great funny. troll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, this guy decided to troll. He's on TikTok and he decides to re- release this video and he's like, look, I am self-identifying as super straight. It means that I'm only into biological females, period. End of story. <laughs> and basically, if you say anything against my my preference and the fact that I am now a super straight, then you are phobic against me. <laughs> and so now it has become this huge thing to call yourself a super straight if you're only Heterophobic. into... Yes, yeah, exactly, right? If you're only into a biological gender. That is the only time awesome. that I might, in the near future, to all of the public on social media, come out of the closet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm Ben. I'm super straight. straight. I don't know if you guys knew this, mom, dad. You might want to sit down. Yeah. I'm super straight. I've been in right. the closet for a while. I'm well, super straight. Ah, it was hard. Ah, <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. Yeah, I'm now. so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all. And, yeah. Right. And, well, and it's funny because you know, growing up, we live in what they call the Bible Belt, and. Yep. And so, you know, it's like everybody is in a church somewhere. Northeastern tip of it. Right? Yep, we're right up in it. And so that's the thing is growing up in the Bible Belt, like as this stuff has been going on, 
I've been ex- highly sensitive to it because as a kid, I was very sensitive to the Bible Belt stuff. I was raised extremely Christian in a Christian household, like nothing wrong with that. And, and you know, but the thing was, is then I started seeing the shift and I'm like, oh my God, th- the left has become like the worst Christians I ever knew. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> not the good folks, but the worst ones. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just a flip flop. It's just like, you're the same thing. You're doing the same things that all those assholes that push me out of the church do. <laughs> exactly. And Joe and I would completely agree with you that on the, on the, on the church front, we were raised very, very staunch Baptists. Now, unlike Southern Baptists, it's Northern Baptists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's more of the, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's dumb. Anyway, uh, we were about so, two steps away from being Amish. So, Okay. Yeah, yeah, or Mennonite or Hooterite or whatever. <laughs> we we were like two steps away from being blackout drunk. Um, so, you know, <laughs> party on Saturday, morning church on Sunday. Exactly. Jesus's wine is or Jesus's blood is strong today. <laughs> Which I think that's part of 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 one of the things that I appreciate the most about now my family is the fact that it, we were so raised on one side of that issue. And the majority of us went to the other side of a lot of the issues to see in life what we felt like was reality. And as soon yeah. as we had a really good idea, we landed pretty close to the middle yeah. uh, where now I'm like, I get I get where, where 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 my parents are coming from. I get this, that and the other. I don't agree with it. And I also can see where this side is coming from. But I also don't agree with that. Why is there not that middle ground? So we, there have been do, people, we've talked about uh, that before, Ben. We've talked about it before where the the fringes, those extremists on the far right and the far yes. left, are are the fringe. That's I, that's what I think from yeah. what, my mm-hmm. own personal experience. It could just be where we live, but the the vast majority of people are in that middle ground. At least you know yes. it's a gra- it's a gradient for sure. But I think most people are in that middle ground. It's the two percent outliers that they yep. blast in your face. They're every the day. loudest. Yeah, yeah. the loudest. I just, I don't know. There, there's a part. There's a part of me that sits there and goes, "I don't understand why we can't." And I've said it before on the show. I just don't understand why we can't just all stop being assholes to each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And and that is the thing. I, it seems like you guys are very similar to how we have been over here and with my family and everything as well. With the way that I was raised and everything is is I have seen seen a shift now where it's like I, we went through these phases, you know, with my parents and different things where it was like, look, like like. Now everybody's just almost we're just a bunch of libertarians. Basically, it's just like you do yeah. you, yeah. Like hey. do do your thing, please. Same. Just like, leave me alone. Like, I don't care. And even with my parents still being very spiritual and into church and everything, they're just yeah. like, look, like I, you know, uh, as far as homosexuality anything like that, they're like, it's against my religion. But I don't care if you do that. Is is that's kind of how they live their life, and it's very different from how it was when I was a kid. That, but, that sounds you know, about I think the same here. Like that yeah. have come a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. Your parents have come a long way. I'm saying for a sure. lot for my parents too, because they uh, back in the day. I mean, we could go into stories, but I'm not going to. They're sure. way more accepting and tolerant of everything now. I think they just kind of yeah. gave up. The world they're, just wore they're, down. They're getting old. They're like whatever. They're still pretty hard on homosexuality for the same exact reason that I'm sure uh, Blaine's is. Uh, just the other night, I said, <laughs> real quick story. Uh, the other night, I said something to Dad. I was like, "Oh." that's just stupid and dad looks at me he goes sounded like a homo there i'm on my phone like this i looked up and i went thanks and i looked back down and he started dying laughing and i'm like dad that's the whole point like 
I, I could care less. Like, I'm going to act like that because I think it's absolutely hilarious because everybody and their dog's mom knows I'm completely straight. Well, that's so back. I have no problem. A, acting a super like straight that. one might say super yeah. straight. Well, they also were born in the 50s back when you could say the N word and nobody even batted an eye. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I've seen my folks, especially and, and the whole family come a long ways. It's like yeah. I think that what's happened is things have gone so hard in one direction that it's just pulling everybody to the middle yeah. or yeah, what absolutely. used to be the middle. But, you know, that's well, it just pulls so at. hard in one direction. And then, you know, several years later, pulls all the way to the other side and people get sick of that shit. So it pulls back yep. to the other side. It's a pendulum. Yeah. Well, sure. how, how many times are you going to let that plane crash before you decide to get out of the clouds, man? Like, right. It's absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> right. Oh, it's, well, it's I think crashing. That's the now. thing is we were on our way. I think we <laughs> yeah. were. And that's that's why we're at where we're at. They had to nosedive us quick before we figured it all out. And everybody started singing Kumbaya yep. and holding hands. Uh, see, I don't want that either. I mean, if somebody wants to either. do that, I look at it the same way. If you want to do that, go do that. I'm just not going to be there. For sure. They'd right. way rather have us hate each other than singing Kumbaya. I yeah, don't think they're yeah, too stoked sure. about the middle either. But <laughs> I think no, they want us the to majority. literally be like, left, right, man. We're all just like, do you want to start a commune and grow chickens and food and shit? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that too, about how communism works on a, a small scale, but small not, scale. not so much in, in a 320 million people. It works if people aren't assholes. Well, yeah, and that's why it works on a small scale is because you can mm -hmm. carefully vet the people you're going to be around and be like, <laughs> right? you're going to do the pig farm and shit? Awesome. You do you. You're going to do the chicken farming? Cool. You do you. Once a week, we'll get together, eat some chickens and pigs. Yay. See, everybody's happy. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's there was a guy. Do you guys ever listen to Higher Side Chats? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I subscribed to his plus. Greg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's I listened to Greg for a long time now, but he had a guy on that was a um, an anarcho-libertarian and i had never heard of the terminology but bas basically an anarchist libertarian is think of the the libertarian concepts and ideas but okay. then boil it down to where it's on a semi like you said like communism type level of small scale but basically it's no government it was quite interesting i wish i could remember the guy's name i hadn't thought about it forever but i was talking about this made me think about it but it, it was it was a really interesting idea but the problem is it's like nothing like that's ever going to happen unless it does go to complete anarchy first right well, first no it would I have to crash and burn yeah yeah the first thing i thought of when you said that too was great another label <laughs> i know right exactly <laughs> exactly but oh oh okay so uh, this is total change of subject if you are good with that oh yeah um, totally uh, so going back to the entertainment stuff a little bit, did you guys hear about Army Hammer? That why does that sound familiar? What what is it? No. Maybe okay. it'll So Ar Army Hammer is a actor. He's been in a couple things. I'm sure you've probably seen something he's done. He was in the Lone Ranger reboot. Um he was in The Man from Uncle. He was in the Facebook movie. He played twins, I think, the Winklevoss twins. Oh, uh, I don't think I ever saw okay. that either. Shit. I saw that. Is that the guy with the with the really deep voice that actually plays? It, um, he's 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 very handsome, blonde headed. It's just like one like of these guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> you you. He, well, he, he was in uh, this this movie, Call Me by Your Name, um, that uh, blew up and was super sketchy, and nobody seemed to bat an eye at it. But it was about a thirty something year old man falling in love with like a 16, 17 year old boy, and no one seemed to care, and it won oh, all the awards. Shit. Oh my God! Yeah. That won awards. Wow. Oh, right? see, that's yeah. what I was going to come back to when Ben was saying earlier about vaccinations yeah. being probably the hot topic for this year's entertainment. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'll see you that and raise you uh, pedophilia. Netflix has already teed oh. off on that to start, so I can't yeah. imagine what the fuck's going to come this, this year as far as yep. normalizing pedophilia, which is just, I, I can't mm-hmm. even wrap my head around it, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously that movie did it to some degree, and it was funny because we even talked to friends of ours, and they're like, "Yeah, I saw it. It's great." And I'm like, "Did it not weird you out that he was like a thirty-something with like a seventeen-year-old boy?" It's it love. Like, oh, it was, and it was like they totally didn't even notice. Like, it that's just, fucked up. How do you not notice that? So Hollywood did their job think. and slid it right in there. Right? How do you slide that right in? How do you slide <laughs> in pedophilia? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. see how that can and, fucking happen. Yeah, fucking everywhere now. It's because people absurd. are fucking really dumb. Is. I hate yeah. to say yeah. that, but most people are fucking yep. dumb. So negative, but it's so true. It, it is. And and that's the thing is, it's like, I'm just hoping, like, that's what doing this in my little part where I can just call these things out. And maybe if people are listening, at, you know, to our podcast, and it's like, when we're talking about this in a joking manner or whatever, and it's like, right. oh, wait, they brought this up. And I didn't even think about this. And I yep. thought I was, just, yeah. you know, so it's like, it's those seeds we're trying to just plant, like, yeah. I, where it's like, hoping that all of these dumb people will listen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's almost uh, we're even if to dial uh, back idiocracy. I think like, we're getting right. We're getting close to like forty episodes, and if even one person that listened to any of our shows like changed the way they thought about something, awesome! There you yeah. go. You're like, huh, Dude, raping seventeen-year-olds is bad. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I never thought about that. Imagine that. Yeah, it's a standard. I voted for Biden. So the the whole reason that I brought this up, that's only just a tiny side note of that. But (laughs) so Army Hammer just got busted and they I I don't even you can't call what happened to him being me too, really. I don't even know what to call what happened to him. But basically a whole bunch of his tweets and and messages and all kinds of stuff leaked out. And basically the dude is probably a cannibal. Holy shit. Oh, well, yeah. he does have a pretty metal diesel fucking name, Army Hammer. Right? Army Hammer, I yeah. eat people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so so here you go. I got one. Um, here's one of his, his, uh, his tweets right here. It says, uh, you just live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Would you come and be my property till you die? If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket so I always had a piece of you in my possession? What the fuck? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tweet? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so these things... Uh, there was a whole bunch more that came out. That was just one. But basically, he was just like messaging different people and basically being like, can I like cut off a piece of your uh, body and eat it and uh, do some real weird shit? Is he trolling <laughs> or does he drink adrenochrome? Because either no, way, there's something going on. did like allege that he did oh, yeah. this. I just pulled it up. There's a wow. bunch of people that said that uh, he carved the letter A near her vagina and was serious mm-hmm. in a suggestion mm-hmm. that she have her lower ribs surgically removed so he could eat them. Yes. What? Holy yes. Fuck. Yes. Yes. So I, I I started having theories at the beginning of this when it happened because it was during all of the middle of COVID and you know all this stuff was coming out where all these celebrities were starting to look like crackheads and yep. everybody was like, are they did they cut their adrenochrome supply? Like, is that <laughs> what's going on? Are they like, Madonna? Are they cut off from whatever weird shit they're doing? Right. And so so then this is in the middle of all that where all of this starts leaking out and I was kind of talking to our friends and I was like. I was like, yo, I think Army's slipping and he's about to like, they're about to straight up, he's going to be the sacrificial goat um, for for these guys, basically. And so basically the story continued and it came out that Army decided 
Now, th this also doesn't make sense, is that he was going to, <laughs> he decided that he was going to go work construction because he was bored. Okay. An actor. Nope. An actor. A, oh, a high-level actor who, makes sense, all yeah. right, let me also add in this, is the son of, like, multi-billionaire oil moguls. Cool. Dude, rich cool. people are so weird. he didn't really need a job. Right? And so, he decides to go work construction. Well, then, not long later, a story drops that they, that, and, and so when he was doing construction, middle of nowhere, out in the desert in, like, Nevada somewhere, he says he's working for somebody, and multiple bodies showed up right around the time when he was there and in multiple pieces. Wow. But never tied to him, of course, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So then, of course, it, dude, if you look this up, literally all it is is, oh, and by the way, Army Hammer is not being investigated at all for this. And like the police <laughs> were just like, oh, yeah, we're not even going to look at him. He's not even a subject, uh, a suspect at all, even though he has all this weird cannibal shit going on and all these accusations. We're not even going to interview him. We're not going to like bring him in and investigate him. Nothing. He probably threatened to eat the cops. That's and they're so like, all right, weird. fuck off. <laughs> That's such a strange change of character to be like. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go work construction. So this was all Promise last I'm not year, though. Kill anybody. No, this is all this past. This has been in the past couple of months. Oh shit! Holy How have I not heard shit. of this? Because I haven't heard of this anywhere. Dumb shit. This is why we talk to people. Yeah, new shit. New you. stories. Right. Holy so, shit! There you go. Do you think? Uh, do you have a source that we could look up to actually get this info? Because I, I assume that all of this is not readily available. Um, it's it's harder to find, but actually, no, the stuff, the messages, you can literally just Google his. Yeah, Jen uh, just pulled it up. That to people. That's really easy to pull up. Now, as far as you can find stuff on the bodies, not a lot. But so what they said was that, get this, some the people that found them were going on a walk and they just found little bits and pieces that they identified as human remains. <sighs> was there toes or was that in his back pocket? Uh, maybe. No, those are what he ate. He left those, the other stuff. I was going to say, those are snacky. Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah. We've talked those, about those eating people before, but I don't think the toes would be the prime cut. But I won't go into cannibalism mm -hmm. again because I think we settled on a, what was the best cut? The backstrap or the thigh for humans if you were to eat them? I wouldn't know. I can't remember. Oh, That's not like a, a big hunk of ass meat, like just a. Mm. If you were to slow roast it, I, I imagine. That's like a hammy thing. I think that yeah. is like yeah, using the juices fatty. to cook other Depends. things in. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the I, juice I is, you know, soaking. I think the best cut would, yeah, be the backstraps just like on a deer. I think it yeah, would be. Yeah, probably so. The most worked out, less fat type of idea. I well, think they the say items would be fingers. A filet human. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they say we're a lot like pigs. So you could probably just look at exactly how they do a pig Ooh. and it yep. correlate directly. Human to us. bacon? Ooh, ribs. Okay. They hmm. call us lawn pig, right? Isn't that what they call people meat? <laughs> I, I don't know what they right. call people meat. I don't Thank know. You. Do they yeah. call us that? Uh, I'm pretty sure, man. <laughs> I mean, you so know, in the circles I run in where we do, you know, the It's like, well, you you are out in the, uh, right? in the in the Ozarks up there, so you do what you do, man. Leave, leave me out of it, see? Hey, right. see, we can I'm going to go along. hunting. What season is it? <laughs> <laughs> you boys can come visit. I'll show you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, looks like Ben's taking off, but, uh, dude, thanks yeah. for coming on tonight. We uh, yeah. appreciate it, especially the, the extended time. This is awesome. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I love it. I'm, I'm glad to hang around and chat. And I'm glad that you just like, you know, you you got a message from some weird dude on Instagram that was like, hey, you want to talk to me a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get excited you know, about stuff like that, though, because there's if people are listening to us, I feel like they must have some sort of similar. Thought yeah, I'm all about it. I want nice. people to come on and pick my pick my brain. I'll pick yours. Yeah. 
For sure. Exactly. Same. And, and if you guys, um, in all seriousness, if y'all want to come on sometime, if y'all see something awesome that's coming out or whatever, and you want to talk about it, like I'd love to, as far as a movie or something. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Sounds we watch good. so much TV. We could definitely so talk about some movies. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, we'll find it it, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Find something and hit me up and let me know and, and we'll do something together. That'd be a lot of fun. Cause yeah. we, you know, we're, we're kind of all over as far as what we, what we review and that kind of thing. So it, it'd be a blast. And so let's definitely do it. Yeah, let's do sure. it. Sounds like a plan and go watch yeah. dark city. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Same. Yeah. And you guys see like all the bajillion things that I, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a list. Right? Right. We have to watch the, uh, I know. Right. The Matrix one. Yeah. The documentary. All right, man. Yes, Have a great yeah. night. Thank you again. Right, awesome, thank guys. you so much. Yeah, y'all too. See you later. All right. See ya. Bye.